Hi everybody, this is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And this is A Date with Dateline. We are going to try a little bit of a new format today. I hope you like it. All of our people who have been listening since the very beginning, forget everything you heard before because we're changing up our format. (laughs) And see if you like it. Let us know. We don't know what we're doing, so we're figuring this out at the same time you are. Tweet us or send us an email at datedateline at gmail.com. And please let us know what you think. I'm Kimberly and I have a bit of a cold. So if you hear me sniffing a lot, it is not the cocaine as usual. It is <laughs> It is just my love of murder has given me a bit of, I've, t- I've come down with the cold. I need to take to my bed. It's, it's not annoying at all. <laughs> oh, God. Why when I'm sick do you hurt me with more puns? It's such I feel like it's you a punishment. It. I feel like it makes you feel better. No, it doesn't. Makes you feel better. Puns are not an uh, antidote for me. So, this episode was called At the Bottom of the Stairs, which is literally the most literal title they've ever had. It was. Wait, was it at the bottom of the stairs or the bottom of the staircase? Oh, it could have been staircase. Okay. Yeah, it could have been staircase. Can someone tell me the difference between stairs and staircase? Same thing. No, but staircase sounded a little British to me. Oh, staircase. At the, bottom, at the bottom of the staircase sounded a little bit like a Hercule Poirot episode. Yes. At the bottom of the stairs sounds like someone fell down the stairs in Minnesota. It's very American. Yes. Right? Which kind of is what happened, except it was in Massachusetts. So yeah. I would like to say that this is not the first episode that we've had that takes place at the bottom of the staircase. There have been several, several murders. In fact, double murders at bottom of staircase in episodes. And there was one with an owl that was involved at the bottom of a staircase. There was one lady, I think, in England at the bottom of the staircase. There's been a lot. And I would just like to say nothing good happens at the bottom of the staircase. You shouldn't avoid that part of your house at all costs, no matter what. Like maybe you have a daughter who's going to prom for the first time and she walks down the staircase and poses for photos at the bottom of the staircase. But I don't think even that is joyous enough to negate all the negative things that happen at the bottom of a staircase. (laughs) And so I would just like to eliminate all staircases. As you know, I had a bad accident in October when I fell down the staircase and I still cannot walk properly. And I would just like to replace all staircases with a slide because they're fun. You're, it's harder to hurt yourself if the slide goes the whole width oh. of the staircase. You can't fall over the edge and you could slide things down in front of you. Like instead of carrying them down, you would just would slide them down in front of you. And Wait, but how are you getting back them. up? Some sort of pulley system. Like a dumb waiter, just a dumb waiter elevator type situation. No, I need you to go back to the drawing board on that. But I think stairs are bad is basically what we're getting at. Stairs lead to murder. That's for sure. Yeah. No good has come on stairs. So our location for this episode is in Springfield, Massachusetts, which they keep calling Western Massachusetts, which I feel like we don't know anything about New England. No. Because Western Massachusetts, they're really specific about it. And then when I was doing research on this, there's a whole West Mass news outlet. Really? Like, it's very specific for Western Massachusetts. So basically, if you're not in Boston, <laughs> I think you're in Western Mass. Interesting. We got to go there. Yeah. I need to go to New England. I've been saying it for years. Yeah. You've been saying it since last week, but that's because of Londonderry. That's and Murder, the- She Wrote. Cabot Cove, I need to go to. Yeah. But that's the same thing. I really want to go to Prince Edward Island because of Anne of Green Gables. There you go. 
So maybe we could do a whole eastern seaboard tour and we can go up to Canada and then back down. Also, hello to our Canada listeners. We have Canada listeners. I love you guys so much. Canadians are the best. I get I get into so many fights with people on Twitter as my other handle stitches be crazy. And I always Canadians always come to my rescue and defend me no joke it always happens and then we have a big virtual hug and i say how jealous i am and i want to come live there so okay okay we're gonna do a tour yeah we're gonna tour so this i don't even think i said this episode aired on june 9th 2017 it is season 25 episode i do not know because i forgot to write that part down again again i have a cold it's I think it's 34 or 35. Okay. Somewhere that sounds there. right. Might be 36. That sounds right. And it was hosted by Dennis Murphy, who I'm he's starting to grow on me a lot. I I enjoy him. He's just more mild. He is mild. That's a really good descriptive word he's for him. Not, he's mild. Yeah. He doesn't steal focus from the no. people they're interviewing like Keith and mank do with their awesomeness and sometimes the episode becomes more about them dennis sort of slides into the background in a calming way and really just lets the other people shine and i think that's a good quality yes I'm glad you're acknowledging yes this. he doesn't have to be the spicy salsa no he can be yeah he you know, i like yeah. a mild salsa that is what i get Everyone. when i go to taco bell is the mild packet yeah he doesn't need to be the extra extra hot yeah we've got keith for that mm-hmm and Josh. Hi, Josh, if you're out there. Hi, Mankey. We love you. So this episode, the the crime, we're going to do a yes. shorter recap. That's part of our new formatting is we're going to try to do a shorter recap, assuming most of you have seen the episode. If not, we're going to try to give enough detail that you still feel like you know what happened, but not so much that you are bored. If you really saw it and you don't even care about hearing what happened, you could fast forward, I guess. But this would be your time to use your 15 second ahead button. Yeah, but we're going to talk a little bit longer than 15 seconds. So on a dank, rainy evening, dank, that's a good word, March 29th, 2010, Anne, something last name that's like Rigatoni. Rintala. Rintala is found dead at the bottom of the stairs. If ever there was a woman who took life in big gulps, that was Anne. She was impulsive. She was a paramedic and she was a lesbian. So we finally get a lesbian storyline on Dateline. I don't know if it's the first. I feel like it can't be the first, but maybe it is the first. No, I'm sure there's been others. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Well, I don't think we've, I think we've had lesbian characters, but I don't know if, but this was the first case in Massachusetts that was wife against wife right remember right yeah i remember the suspect in one of the murders that kept vehemently denying that she was a lesbian and was not in love with the victim yes. that episode was awesome and she told andrea i'm not gay yes you are <laughs> yes you are andrea basically said back to her i'm sorry now Anne fell for cara slash cara her parents said cara but i think she was maybe a little pretentious and changed it to cara because she wanted to sound fancy like Andrea Zuckerman on 90210. Andrea Zuckerman. Sorry, Andrea. So Kara was more contained and cautious. So they were opposites that attracted. However, they looked exactly alike. Am I wrong in that? You're not. I couldn't tell the I, difference. I could, but it was, I, there were some striking similarities, which is, yeah. This is just a general question to all gay and straight people is if you are attracted to someone 
who bears a striking resemblance to you, is that narcissism? No, but I think that you are supposed to be attracted to someone that looks like your dad, right? Or your mom? Mm. Isn't that a scientific thing that you're supposed to be kind of attracted? We might need to, to deep dive into that, Katie, if you're having those feelings. I think that's I think that's something that's real. <laughs> they, but then that would mean that you are attracted to someone who kind of looks like you because you kind of look like your parents. Like these girls could have been sisters. They looked they shared a wardrobe, too. It was a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. They were just like, OK, are you wearing the purple pants today? Because I think I'm going to wear them. It was that kind of a relationship I felt like. Hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't get it. Didn't. What don't you get? Uh, the whole thing. The finding someone else, your, yourself someone else's appearance attractive because they resemble you i don't know also i just occurred to me that uh, is this pride oh they do a correlation with pride we always wonder if there's a dateline with what's happening like there was a donut thing last time and it was national donut day but i think that was purely coincidence but is it possible do you think this is i don't know i don't know this i wouldn't say that the best way to celebrate pride week or pride month is to feature a gay couple that maybe murdered one of them. A murderous lesbian couple. (laughs) But that would be the way Dateline would celebrate. You know that Dateline is that person. Dateline has a different way of doing things and they would celebrate it. Did you do this on purpose? Come on, tweet at us. Did I love you do it. it on purpose? I Let love us it. Know. So anyways, we're, yeah. do- we're doing great on keeping the recap really short, by the way. I think we're Press on. right we're on. We're going to get through it. Right on you point. You have four minutes to get through the recap. Okay. I'm not going to interrupt. So no. Anne and Kara were both paramedics. They adopted a baby girl, Brianna, and they got married. One day on March 10th, 29th, 2010, sorry, Kara and the little girl, Brianna, go out. They come back and Anne is at the bottom of the stairs She's dead. There's wet paint everywhere all over her. The police come and they find that items on the floor had blood underneath them. That was very important to me. The cause of death is strangulation. So the police deep dive into, and I love they said deep dive, like Dateline is now using podcast and trendy terms like deep dive. I just thought it was super hip, guys. You're doing great. So Anne had several mysterious things going on in her past and we don't know if they're involved in her death she had what they called an emotional affair going on with this guy named mark who was married but he spent a ton of money on her he opened a line of credit for her she liked to shop and like jewelry and gadgets she liked money three lines of credit three lines of credit for her that's a lot. That's a lot. That's, That's three different crazy. credit cards. That's crazy. Yeah. So the police interview Mark, and he was a little bit shady and changed his alibi a little bit. There was also a girl named Carla. This also gets tricky because we have Carla and we have Kara. So Kara. Kara. No, Kara. Kara slash Kara. Okay. We don't know. So Anne and Kara had gone through a rough patch and broken up. And during that time, Anne had, so she was having this emotional ongoing affair with this guy, Mark, but she was also having a actual relationship with this girl named Carla. And Anne also racked up a ton of money on Carla's credit card. But then Anne decided to go back to Kara and dumped Carla like a hot lesbian potato. But Carla had an amazing alibi, like it was airtight. They said unless she had a helicopter, that alibi was airtight. And Anne and Kara would argue. They argued a lot and it would get physical. Anne had Kara arrested for assault. They 
both filed for divorce and then had restraining orders against each other and they were fighting over the daughter Brianna. Money was a huge issue for them. They had this growing pile of debt. So finally the police decide they have enough, although it's all circumstantial, to arrest Kara, the wife, for the murder. They brush through this really fast. There are two trials with two hung juries. And then we finally get to the third trial, which is where we hear more of the information. One of the main things that the prosecutors sell is that Kara got out in a rainstorm and walked in a parking lot to the farthest trash can at a McDonald's to throw out these rags. And one of the rags they recovered might have had Anne's DNA on it. So they said she strangled her at the bottom of the stairs and in a final desperate attempt to cover up, she poured the paint on her. What was odd was that the paint was wet, but her body was stiff. So it was like this body had been killed a while before, but the paint had just been poured. So they bring on a paint guy who literally had to watch paint dry and he becomes like the paint expert and even the lawyers making fun of him like you're the first well-known paint expert I guess right that's a career good job guy so then they say this was the the breaking point for them was that the judge had threatened to take their daughter away from both of them because they were fighting so much in their divorce proceedings and what the prosecutors don't know is if she was pushed down the stairs or if she fell down the stairs. But regardless, they felt like when Anne was at the bottom of the stairs, Kara said, if I call the police now, she'll press charges because maybe I pushed her or she fell or they'll say it's domestic abuse. They'll take the daughter away from both of us. So my only solution is to kill her completely and make it go away. Then I won't lose my daughter. The defense brings up there's Mark, there's Carla, both side pieces that maybe have some reasonable doubt either one of them maybe could do it. But regardless, the jury find the third jury finally finds her guilty of murder one. She is in prison and her little daughter, Brianna, goes to visit her in prison. So that's the basic details of the trial. Did we do it fast? I did it pretty fast, right? That was really good. Yay. That was the basic outline of what we saw in Dateline. Yay. Now, these hour-long episodes really do zip by. You don't get to know people a lot. But the two hours no. feel like way too long. So I feel like they need to split the diff and do an hour and a half episode, which is very unconventional for TV. But Dateline could start a new unconventional thing. If anyone could do it, it's Dateline. Well, and it's it's hard in episodes like this, too, where we have a lot of side characters coming in. You had a lot of interviews with a lot of different people that you couldn't really keep track of. Right. So and it's not like they're showing the name at the bottom of the screen every time and who they are and what their relation is. You're sort of expected to remember. Yes. Who this person belongs to. Yes. So because for a long time they had Sandy and Carl on. Who I were thought they? Those were Anne's parents. I thought oh, they were Anne's parents. I thought they were, too. Yeah. They're Kara's parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took me a minute. And then we don't have any of Anne's family, except we have her uncle. Right. Who then I thought was her dad. But the uncle was the <laughs> yeah. one that kept talking about how she liked to do karaoke and all that. No, no, was that so was cute. the friend. Was like, the friend said that. No, no. The uncle said it, too. Oh. The uncle said it, too. They all said karaoke. She was a, she was a karaoke hound, okay. I guess. That brings but. us to our first moment that I want to talk about, our curiouser yes. and curiouser moment. There, yes. It was really cringeworthy. So TJ, the first time we meet him, 
basically throws Anne under the bus by saying that she is a terrible singer. He says, Dennis <laughs> says, could she carry a tune? And he says, she thought she could. Then says, she was, she, she thought she was better than she was. But they're like, she's dead. You could just say, no, she was great. She had fun when she did it. That's all that matters. He basically said she sucked. And I guess she sang Mambo Italiano. That was her go-to jam, which is the weirdest go-to jam I've ever heard in karaoke. You do a lot of karaoke. Is, Have you ever is heard? Mambo, is Mambo the Mambo Italiano? Is that the one? Maybe, yeah, yeah. So if she's doing that one, there's literally three words in that song, and it's mostly just <laughs> maybe that's, dancing. Maybe that's why she did it. It's an odd choice. It's an odd choice actually get to see a little bit of footage of her performing for the daughter which is very cute she's dancing in the house and she's trying to sing and make her little daughter laugh but yes she cannot carry a tune wait no that's not that's not Anne. was that Kara? that's Kara. oh my god yeah they're the same person two, like are you sure songbirds I'm a hundred I rewound it it's Kara. Because people on Twitter were not impressed with her voice, but I oh, no. think they oh, may no. have thought that that was Anne as well. I thought it was Anne. Man, wow. I really apologize. I'm so sorry, Kara. Well, she's it in prison. Kara. She's not listening. Okay, so here's another point of interest. Anne and this Mark thing, the money. So Anne asked Mark in a text to go to Best Buy for her at 6 a.m., and then said, I'll be there at 8.25 and I'll greet you with a kiss. I have so many no. questions. What, was it Black Friday? Why did he have to go there at 6 a.m.? They're not open at 6 a.m. Was he a paramedic that also maybe worked a night shift? So maybe it's not as big of an imposition. But why is she coming two and a half hours exactly. later? She get, maybe yeah. was getting off work. I don't. But I would never go anywhere at 6 a.m. for anyone that she I was not been, sleeping with. She had something on hold. Or it was a sale starting and she was like, go stand, hold this item for me and wait for two and a half hours. Who does that? For That's someone you're not town. sleeping with? Right. Exactly. No, I agree. That, I agree. That's crazy. Yeah. So then Mark co-signed three credit cards for her with a seven grand balance. I don't understand at all. And then she racked up 10 grand on Carla's credit card. And I, I have a little information about that. Please, because again, I'm thinking, her? How is she getting away with all of this? And obviously, she's a shopaholic, right? We're in agreement on that. The girl oh, can't. yeah. Yeah, she has a full on yeah. addiction, I think. Yeah. So, the little outside information I got from the Western Mass News about Carla is that. So it's not just that it was like $10,000 in debt. So when they were having the rough patch in 2008-2009, when Anne went back to Carla to date Carla, Carla set her up in an apartment. So she like co-signed a full apartment for her because she was trying to get away from Kara. Yeah. It wasn't just normal credit card debt. It was crazy money. Why? It, it's bad. How can Anne get all these sugar daddies and sugar mamas and I cannot? I, you know, the sad thing is until you said, and I cannot, <laughs> I was going to say she had a really good personality, but you have a really good personality. <laughs> Do I? Do so I? You're not, you're not out there enough. You need to get out there. You need to be a paramedic. You need to get a job where you're out there. Because I wouldn't mind sponging off someone for 17 grand worth, two different people. What that's she must have had some magical personality. 
So, yeah, yeah, I just don't, I don't understand. Okay, so here's another point of interest about the money. And a lot of people on Twitter were really pissed off at them. They went on a cruise to work on their marriage when they were in debt, which, yeah, so maybe not the smartest thing to, to do with your money. So another thing we have is that Anne was not just a shopaholic. She was a phonaholic. Which is a <laughs> phrase oh, that Dennis used. She called her friends and family members 58 times in one day. Is that right? Yeah. That is way too much. Who do you, <laughs> I don't understand. Who, what do you have to talk to all these people about? Talk to I them in person. It was also the morning after she got off the night shift. Wouldn't you just be exhausted? Wouldn't you be like, good night? Yes. I'm going to bed. And that's but what no, she told Kara or Kara said she said is she just wanted to sleep. So why is she making all of these phone calls to every single relative too? They even they put him on the stand. Her great aunt and her long lost cousin and her, you know, seventeen neighbors. She had to talk to everyone on the phone. Okay, so here was my big WTF moment of the episode. Burger King sells <laughs> mac and cheese. I did not know this. I have never been the same since I learned this information. <laughs> I do not know why I am not at Burger King at this moment. I feel like everyone has been lying to me. I don't know if my Burger King in Burbank, California has one or if it's just an East Coast thing. And if so, it will reiterate that I need to move to New England because their Burger King has mac and cheese. Did you know this information? Because this no. was this should have been in every ad for this Dateline. You will find out something so shocking, you will never be able to drive down the street again like a normal person once you find out this information. <laughs> this was the twist of the episode. This was the classic Dateline twist. Burger okay, King sells mac deal. and cheese. First of all, this was for Brianna. This is for the daughter, right? Right. This could be something only on the kids' menu. Right. So I'd have to get also, like five of them. Now, I did see actually out today that on the billboard, I think it might have been a Burger King, that they have something called Cheetos Mac and Cheese Balls. Oh. It's like Cheeto Mac and Cheese thing. But this is 2017. This was way back in 2011, sadly. 2011 they might not have it anymore even if they did have oh it god for a brief time now i'm crushed that's all i got out of this episode i'm sorry <laughs> that's all i had in my life like going forward that was my weekend plans that was it i was good for 2017 with that information i felt like i could move forward and get through this year and now it might just be gone okay sorry. wow dream crusher We've all seen the headlines in the news of how someone lost their life in an act of cold-blooded murder. And while it's sad and grabs your attention, most people go on with their day without giving it another thought. But have you ever stopped to think about the life of the person at the center of the news story? They were more than just a headline or a statistic. They were someone's loved one or friend. I'm Mike Morford, and my podcast, The Murder of My Family, dives into some of those stories to help listeners get to know the person who was lost and how their death affected those closest to them. Listen to The Murder of My Family everywhere you listen to podcasts. There are well over 100 episodes to binge on now. I'm Dr. Megan Sachs. And I'm Dr. Amy Sloshberg. And we're the host of the podcast Campus Killings. Our show covers some of the most sinister crimes to take place on or around school campuses. Or the cases we discuss have a school-connected theme. And with the new school year comes an all-new second season of Campus Killings, which will debut on September 16th, 2023. But if you want to listen to Campus Killings now, you can binge all the episodes from season one. Available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Did you have any moments, special moments that you would like to talk about? 
yeah, that I missed? I had, so I had a WTF moment with Suzanne Cordez. Now, Suzanne, Who? there are, exactly, there are way too many people interviewed in this episode for how short the episode is. So Suzanne, it falls into the category of that. She's, there's no reason. Suzanne, I think they film her in the church of Reverend oh. Lori. Yeah. Oh, no, she's not so, the lady pastor. She's not the lady pastor. She's the friend that says she knew Kara like a sister. She's just this random woman that is sitting in a church pew. She's the one that's interviewed. I mean, they sort of go over to the parents, but really in the trial phase, they focus on this Suzanne. She walked with her into the courtroom because Kara's out on bail. So Suzanne was walking with her into the courtroom for her third trial. Suzanne is totally the new girlfriend. <gasps> I don't know why they don't say it. I'm really like, they all are hooking up at this church. <gasps> that was my WTF. The minute she said, oh, I walked with her into the thing, I was like, no, no. You know what? This so, I really, this is shocking. I, where is this lesbian church? And, and they all <laughs> hang out together. But Because why else are Dateline interviewing these people at the church? That's what my question was. You, they didn't need them. They had Kara's parents. Right. They did not need this Suzanne from Church Lady. Is that the only time she's reverend. interviewed? That one time? She's interviewed three times throughout, but you see that they have more and more of a relationship. Like progressively, it's like... Wow, I missed this First of all, because the first thing she says is really banal. It's like, no, I mean, she was a good woman. I know she didn't do it. I know it, she's innocent. And then the next time it's, we were like sisters. Mm. And then the next time it's, I walked with her into the courtroom. Yeah, because you're living together. Mm. And she's your actual girlfriend. Now, but here's my... we ha I had an interesting Twitter conversation with Josh Mankiewicz and a couple others this week, he posted an article about, I've been in prison, how will that affect my dating life? That was the name of the, the article, I think. And I wrote, well, I, I've literally never seen a dateline where a man was accused of killing his wife and didn't go to jail and didn't have a new wife within a year. He always has a new wife. And she stands by him and does not think he could do it to her. Because he's not like that, and I know him better, and maybe she was annoying and gained 25 pounds, but he would never kill me. I'm his new wife. And so I just thought it was a man thing, a woman and man thing. But apparently, if you are a lesbian and accused of killing your wife, you can also get find a new gal right away. Again, maybe I need to commit Dumb. a crime and that would make me more attractive. I need to be fresh off a murder trial and that will make me more attractive because I'll seem dangerous or something and then I'll find a rebound. Here's, no, here's what's cool is that you can just lie. Oh. You can just say that you you are. But don't, won't don't they check it on the internet? Won't they check on the internet and say there was no tr articles about a murder trial? You can say, well, obviously I changed my name for obvious reasons. Oh. So should this be like first date conversation or maybe second date conversation? If I go on Plenty of Fish and I go on a date, it would this be like, <laughs> so here's the things you should know. I am unhealthily obsessed with my dog and Dateline. And I also was accused of murder, but totes didn't do it. <laughs> for, first date, like before we even order food. No. Before no, we order it needs food. to be no, it needs to be in your profile so that they can decide whether they want a first date. It needs to be before you even get to the first date. It okay. needs to be pre-date. Okay. This is a pre-date scenario, okay. I think. I don't know. I killed my first husband, but you don't have to worry. Yeah. I was a different person back then. 
I was a different person, literally. My name was different. Don't try to look it up. Your ce- <laughs> your cells regenerate every seven years or something. So they say in like seven years, you basically are a new person. So that was old Kimberly. She was murderous. This new Kimberly is a, is a pacifist and will totally be cool with whatever you want to do. So, Perfect. okay. Do you have any, do you have any alternative theories for this episode? I'm curious. Or do you have any more moments you, you need to discuss? Precious oh, I moments. did have a classic quote, which was Dennis said, that must make your nose twitch when a guy changes his story, which to me was your nose twitch seemed like a, a gumshoe type thing. I think Dennis thinks he's in a Sam Spade novel sometimes. Yeah. And I, I enjoy yeah. that. He's, I told you he's growing on me. He's growing on me. And I would say my precious moments moment was Brianna visiting her mom in jail. She had really cute little... The braids. The braids were so adorable. It was mine, too. I had that. Yeah, I was like, oh, and they never show her face. You just sort of see her toddling away from behind, and you're like, that poor kid. Yeah. Yeah, she lost two mommies. Very sad. And she's being raised by these grandparents that I don't... I have more to say about them later. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. My alternative theory, I would... Wait, I had a quote. Oh, sure, sure, yes. Uh, The quote that I liked was, uh, the phone calls of the sitting, of the are you sitting down kind. Oh, the phone kind. Yes, yes, I remember that. They say it like it's one of the first things in the episode. He says, you know, the phone calls of the are you sitting down kind. And I was really mm -hmm. excited. We're going to start saying that. Or using yeah. it in this in this thing. Was there a phone call of the are you sitting down kind? Yeah, it was brilliant. Yes. I love that. Also, do you want me to bring up the time code of when she was described as loving life? Yes, sure. Okay. At 4108 in the episode, we had that she was an irresistible spirit who loved life. That was not the same as the took life by the big gulps or whatever? No, it was an actual... Loving life. Described as who loved life. Wow. So beautiful so in case be- there was any doubt now we know it's so beautiful so uh do you want to do alternative theories or MVP? yes go okay, what you so got i thought a brianna the little girl <laughs> she, was, she was two yeah she was really pissed about all the fighting that was going on divorce is hardest on the kids and mm-hmm. i think she snapped and could not take it anymore and i think kara was the more stable parent and Anne was the more fun parent, clearly. I would have, at two, probably killed the more stable parent because you want some more fun. But for some reason, Brianna went the other way. And she killed the mom who was out spending money on crap all the time and not buying her new shoes. And they couldn't have trash pickup at their house because... That was weird. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't afford trash pickup. So they have to live like in a shanty town or something and drive out to dumpsters every day to put in their garbage but you mom explain that you mom explain can have that. 10 new tvs that was the defense's excuse for why she had to dump the trash at the mcdonald's the, the rags. rags the cleanup rags yeah, yeah. because they didn't they didn't want to pay for trash service at their house but yeah. you know Anne always got the latest widescreen tv but yeah. no no trash pickup so i think brianna was sick of living in piles of trash and yeah. so she killed the mommy that wouldn't stop spending. My other theory yeah. was that it was all done by a paint company to create some buzz. 
they wanted the buzz on social media. They wanted Twitter. So I think it was like a Home Depot or Martha Stewart's paint brand company. Does she have a paint company? Because she would totally she do does. something like that. Simple. It's something like that. Yes. It's called Simple. It's like at Kmart. Yeah. Yes. So I think they did the whole thing. And it was all people could talk about on Twitter was the paint that was all over the body. And we never figured out why it was there. I think they clearly did it to create buzz and it worked. However, they should have put their logo more prominently, like etched their logo into the drying paint. Sherman Williams. Yes. So so that you would know which paint store to visit. Unless all the paint companies got together, the conglomerate of paint companies, and all chipped in to hire a hitman to make this happen, just so all paint company sales would go up. And then they could raise the prices on all of us. So it was Home Depot and yes. Lowe's together as one. Yeah. Yes. That's, it's good. It's a good theory. I yeah. really like it. Okay. I like it. Because we didn't really talk about the paint. There was... It was really bizarre to me that that's how she decided to cover her crime. Also, they never told the... us what color the paint was. They said light colored paint. No, it looked like light blue. I thought it I looked, looked like it. light pink. That's okay, maybe so why that. they said light color. Maybe all the producers were arguing about what color it was the whole time. Because they're they like sh- looking at this yeah. grainy footage being like, They what should the have checked hell? the paint yeah. can because I'm sure it has a descriptive name like Sierra yeah. Mist or something, which I know is well, a drink, if- but it could also yeah, be a paint bad. color. The paint thing I felt like was really weird that she decided to use paint to cover, to try to like cover her tracks because paint, I feel like would just seal everything in. Like you just seal it, right? Seal all the fingerprints in place and all of the DNA. But how weird would it be to be a policeman showing up at that? There's all this wet paint and then the body's in rigor. So the body's in rigor mortis or going into rigor mortis. So the body's really stiff. So it's obvious the body has been there for a minute. And then and then there's just wet paint. And you're like, why did you paint this dead person? Because really- that's why I think Brianna did it. Because a two-year-old sees paint, it goes everywhere. It's on the walls. It's on the floor. They're finger painting <laughs> in it. This is why it makes sense that Brianna did it. Do you have any alternative theories? My alternative theory, I think the fact that that we didn't get to talk about life insurance at all when everyone was in so much debt in this episode. So we had the three suspects, which are Kara, Mark, and Carla, all were in debt from this woman. So if they had all three band together and and Kara, and I'm sure paramedics have decent life insurance, right? Yes. I'm sure this is like a $250,000 policy. Yes. So... You know, and especially because there's a young daughter involved and they're legally married. Yes. So she would have absolutely. It's not even they're not even common law. So they would have banded together to get the debt off their back. And because I found out the stuff about Carla, Carla seemed the stuff about Carla seemed shady. I don't know. The I mean, she went back to her and then dropped her like a hot rock. That was, no, a hot lesbian potato is what we're going with. Yes, that's right. Hot lesbian potato. Yeah. That seemed weird to me, and it also seemed a little bizarre. What I found out in outside sources was her other girlfriend, Carla's girlfriend, after Anne committed suicide. <gasps> yeah. What? With, because remember, Carla's a police officer. They talk about it really quick that Carla's in, like, oh. she's in the police force. Carla's girlfriend after Anne shot herself with <gasps> Carla's gun <gasps> with her service revolver I know oh my gosh maybe Carla did do it the defense so, I, attorney did say there was a hole in her alibi and she said she was at the gym the whole time I know 
but also the gym footage apparently is a woman walking from the gym to her car and the police's confirmation on that is Carla said oh yeah that's me that's it yeah I know it's pretty good. Oh so, I mean, I think gosh. Carla may have d- actually done it. This is good. This oh, is good no. info. Kara is, ro- is rotting away in prison now for yeah. nothing, maybe. But I do feel bad that Carla's new girlfriend committed suicide. Sorry about that. That's sad. Well, we don't think she committed suicide. We think Carla did it. There is a chance that Carla killed two people. Allegedly. Allegedly. It's totally possible. And we think basically that's what happened. <laughs> do who do you have an MVP for this week? Go with your MVP. I gotta look at my notes. Hold on. My MVP were lesbians everywhere because <laughs> they proved that they can ruin a marriage just like straight people. They can murder their spouses just like straight couples. They should have the exact same rights as straight couples because they are just as effed up as everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go lesbians. Okay, you didn't pick the reverend. I'm surprised. No, okay. the one she that said that huge quote. May God be God. Where art no. thou? Oh God, where art thou? With tears in her eyes. Yeah, that was a big moment. Yeah, that was <laughs> really dramatic. I thought she was very hip. I liked her. She was hip. I would have liked to have seen her doing her preaching thing. Yeah, I would like to see her at the pulpit. Yeah, yeah I'm into that. Did you like? Did oh, you not my like loser? the uncle? No, I don't oh. remember the uncle. Oh. There was an uncle. His name was Pasquale, <laughs> which I thought was amazing. He was the one that loved her doing the karaoke. Did he think she was good? No, he said he was like, she loved life. It didn't matter if she was good. <laughs> he, I mean, they, were, they all danced Basically, around Basically, he it. universally, she sucked at singing. It was universally <laughs> agreed upon. So do you have any Joan Rivers fashion police moments? Because... The fake necklace. <laughs> I didn't notice The faith it. necklace really caught my eye because I saw Kara's mom wearing it. And I was like, what does that say? And I thought it might say Kara. But it, no, it said faith, which I don't I don't know. I have a hard time with these people with, you know, your your daughter is a murderer. Allegedly. Probably. No, yes. She's in prison. <laughs> she's a, she's she in was a, convicted. She's a convicted murderer. There were 12 jurors that thought yes. But All there of the jurors but there yes. there were 24 that couldn't make up their minds before that. That is, that's totally true. That's weird. I don't know how that happened. So, so what did you think? All I noticed was the paint, the paint expert was wearing the wrinkliest suit I had ever seen in my yes, life. That's true. <laughs> it was like a Sharpay. I, I don't know if he um, put it in the washing machine and then like sat on it until it dried. Because I think that's, that's what he did. Or he had it rolling around in wet paint. I don't. It just had wrinkles all over it. <laughs> it was. It was really wrinkly. Um, I thought it. Dennis was what very well dressed this episode. Dennis looked sharp. Did he? Yeah, he did. He was wearing some good like power ties. He looked great. He doesn't do a pocket square like Mink. He doesn't. He does power ties. Gotcha. He does okay. like the red and the bright blues. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. He's smart. I like it. Okay. So. What do you have next? K's do it better titles. The reason <laughs> that we're calling it that is because yours are always way better than mine. So we're going to. No. But you could decide it could stand for Kimberly. But I it will not likely stand for me because mine are not that good. Mine are not that good this time. So it's okay. Well, we're going to start with me because mine are always way worse. So okay. my first better title and, uh, rather than at the bottom of the staircase is Ask Sherman Williams. 
Asher and William. And do you know, I always thought it was Asher and Williams until this past year. I thought it was Asher and Williams. My other title would be Mambo Italiano. That's good. It's a pun. I know. I tried really hard. I tried really hard. My soul broke a little bit when I made a pun, but I did it. It's fine. And that's all I have for titles. Those are excellent. Because mine are, mine are not good. Mine are all terrible puns. Go for it. Because I had um, Karyo Killer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And then I had Painted Into a Homicide. That's Instead it. of like Painted Into a Corner? Yeah. That's pretty much. That's what I got. I didn't do well on wow. this. And nothing struck me. This nothing struck me. just disappointing. I'm Altogether. Sorry. Nothing struck me on this one. It's not my fault. But hey, look, I did outside research and I got some good outside yes, info. Yes, you did. So yes. I made up for it with yes, my you did. alternative theories. Yes, I will accept so. that. I will totally accept that. So let's go to Twitter and do uh, who loved life the most this week. So we have, well, actually, Dateline producer tweeted a couple things that were interesting to me. One was cat hairs were also found on Anne's body. Since the couple did not own cats, defense also argued that the hairs came from another source. Which seems very interesting, but again, in these one-hour episodes, they have to cut stuff like that. But that seems very... Like, where did the cat hairs come from? Carla. Carla maybe has a cat. I I don't know. Do cat hairs travel from one person's house to another person's house very easily? You have cats. Yes. Oh, my God. Do you not find cat hair on your stuff after I leave? I don't clean, so I wouldn't know. (laughs) But it's possible. I certainly find sunflower seeds a lot that are yours. That's a gift. That's a present I'm leaving for you. Oh, that's really nice. Also, if I get murdered, I want people to be able to have my DNA (laughs) at your house. Really smart. You're leaving a trail. That's You're, super smart. Um, so that I thought was very interesting. Uh, Dateline producer also said prosecutors claimed Kara also disposed of a laundry basket from her truck seen on <gasps> surveillance tape, but it was never recovered. Why I don't I know? Why, why would you throw out a laundry basket unless maybe it had paint on it or DNA unless it was broken? But again, this is the pouring rain. In a, in a trash bin that is all the way across the parking lot. But why wasn't it recovered? It was just not in that trash can, but they found the rags. I don't know. They saw, they saw her do it on surveillance tape, so somehow it disappeared, which is very weird. Maybe because Mark and Carla, they were all in it together, and one of them exactly. took it out. I do not know. Sardine Earl says, I think the woman pastor did it. Anne's wife is just a red herring. He or she provides no basis for this <laughs> whatsoever, but I still really, I like, I like an alternative theory. I also like a strong belief based on nothing. Yes. That's great. Yeah. It's yeah. what's keeping this country going, I think. It the, is. It's true. <laughs> the Paul 08 says paint experts don't make much, hence his suit jacket. Poor guy. <laughs> Uh, How did I not notice it? I'm it gonna go back. So, I'm so very, very wrinkly. Sardine Earl again. I thought the Burger King mac and cheese would have had more to do with the case. And Jamie Bailey wrote back, surprising that it really didn't factor in at all. Disappointing. And I decided. I wrote them back saying I was going to commit a murder poisoning someone with Burger King mac and cheese just to keep the Burger King mac and cheese out there. I need the story to be out there and for more people to know. 
and I got okay. back a couple hashtag never forgets. <laughs> so people want this story to be out there and keep it in the media. So I'm going to murder someone with mac and cheese from Burger King. Here's I'm going to just interject here real quick. I think that if you say on Twitter that you're going to murder someone with oh, mac and cheese, that you're going to get blocked. Mm, that's what Our got Twitter, me blocked? Yeah. You can't say I'm going to murder someone with mac and cheese. But obviously not... it was lighthearted. A lighthearted murder joke. They don't know my sense of humor on Twitter. I got this. What she's referring to is I did get blocked on Twitter. My my account got locked. Our date dateline. And I can't get it unlocked for some reason because they won't text me a verification code. And it I'm just now realizing it could be because I threatened to murder someone with mac and cheese from Burger King. And there's King. now like a 90% chance the FBI is going to show up at your house. And I hope they do. And we're going to do a whole episode yeah. on murder etiquette. Yeah. And when not to mention murdering people with mac and cheese. And also like what do you offer fbi people a soda when they come into your house oh i don't even have enough seating in my little living room for them to sit down it's gonna be we're gonna have to stand outside it's gonna you be stand outside and the neighbors are gonna see yeah like, these people my neighbors already think i'm shady so they're they don't, they're gonna be like oh confirmed kimberly is a weirdo no i think you offer them sprite okay i could do that I better no, I get, I better get some Sprite now because I don't think I have anything. No, you need to get, yeah, go buy a two liter tonight yeah, and have Sprite ready for them because they. I don't yeah. even have matching glasses for these FBI agents. Oh my goodness, we're in trouble. I'm going to get arrested. They're not going to think highly of me. You're going to the pokey. I'm going to have to bail you out. This is going to be a disaster. Can, can we do the podcast when I get to call you on my phone calls every day? Yes, we're going to. We're going to do the podcast in sessions of 15 minutes at a time because I think that's <laughs> how much you get. No, you get eight minutes. That's what they said last episode. Oh, I think it's diff- must be different per jail. Yeah, maybe. Oh, brother. This is not. I can't believe it. Um, one, Can I say two more things on Twitter? Nessa, Nessa Rose I got blocked, so I couldn't respond to her. But she said, that's so sad. It was so much drama last night. She had said something about being a loser at 30-something and watching Dateline and said, you're not a loser. You know, we're starting a club. And she said, can yoga pants be our group uniform? And I had to log on as Stitches Be Crazy today and say, yes, yoga pants will be our uniform. Mine will always be covered with Cheeto dust, but that's optional. And she said that hers are permanently coated with Cheeto dust. So she's one of us. And I wanted to say this is sort of a newsworthy item. There was Crime Con, which is like Comic Con, but for crime stuff happening in Indianapolis this weekend. And Josh Mankiewicz was there and spoke. And Elizabeth Isquivel tweeted that he said at his Crime Con in his speech, he said, without you, the crime fans... And Texas and Florida, Dateline would be off the air. And, <laughs> and then she, Elizabeth said, Texas in the house, hashtag represent. And I thought, do you know he's dissing you guys? But I love it. He always disses Florida on Twitter. He, he t- retweets every crazy Florida article there is. So this happened to be a Massachusetts, but it usually is a Texas or a Florida or maybe Arizona sometimes. Right? Wouldn't you say? I'm 90% sure the only reason they did this one this week instead of a Texas or a Florida episode is because it's Pride Week. Okay, let's let's find Dateline. We'd like to know. 
is that how you chose to celebrate Pride Week? By highlighting a big old lesbian circle drama murder spree. Yeah. Not, I guess not a spree. There was only one person murdered. But my soul was murdered a little bit. Why? Well, the yes. wrinkly suit and the bad karaoke singing and the paint, which I just, I need an answer. I need to know why. We did not get enough information in this episode at all. It's why I had to go to outside. Because yep. I was like, what's happening? And also that they didn't delve into more of that Carla at the ATM thing. This is fascinating. And Carla's next girlfriend killed herself. I want right. to know more about that. So, yeah. So my soul is still a little broken. Dateline, okay. I need the two hours to come back. But I think those are sometimes too long and maybe an hour and a half is the sweet spot. Did That's... you give it a rating? Oh, yeah. What do I give this episode? How many cell phone pings out of five? I don't know. Lesbians, murdering. I love that. On paper, this episode sounds great because yeah. lesbians and murdering just sounds a winner to me. Uh, it wasn't as much of a winner in person. So I'm going to give it just a solid three, just straight across a three. Oh, you gave it higher than me. I did mm. not grade it very high. Mm. Sorry, I gave it a 2.4. I understand. I understand. That's fine. They can't all be amazing. But any well, also, dateline is better than no dateline. That is true. And they also teased too much. They teased that, you know, that preacher. I thought she was going to play, the Reverend was going to play a much bigger part because they had her, oh, God, where art thou at the very beginning? And then we see that again. She's got one other interview, but that's it. I want uh -huh. to know what that lady thought. Uh-huh. I'm going to go have to watch one of the other many Datelines that had to do with the church murder because those ones are good. There's been a yes. couple really good church murder ones where a parishioner was killed, where a oh. priest was killed. There's a lot of them. Oh, also, The Keepers on Netflix is very good, and it's about a nun that was killed. Is it good? Okay, it's I haven't very started good. it yet. It's very right. good, and it goes into a lot of detail. So uh, I guess that's it for tonight. Please follow us on Twitter. Yeah, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Please follow us on Twitter at Date Dateline and Instagram Date Dateline, although I have not posted anything. So you will be following a empty blank slate of an account. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or you will be forced to wear the wrinkliest suit ever made when you are testifying. <laughs> the one thing that you have, your biggest skill in life is about paint drying knowledge and the defense attorney makes fun of you on the stand for it. And you're in a so wrinkly sad. suit. That's what you'll even... be forced. I, we will subject you to that if you don't review us on iTunes. <laughs> I'm, told I'm you, not I'm... even going to say his name. I'm trying to keep his name from the public because I'm embarrassed for him. So, <laughs> so sad. I'm not going to get it out there anymore. Yeah. It's, no, it's so, it was, he was so mocked. It was like, oh, you're a pain expert now? Okay. Big boy with a big job, paint expert. Okay. And the defense attorney was kind of ruthless. He was he was smart and like went in for the. They said he opened in just sarcasm. Yes. I was like, that's horrible. Yes, he did not go after the personal attack of the wrinkly suit, which I might have said done and said, you can't even afford a dry cleaner. Why should we listen to you? Ever heard of steam cleaning? Yeah, that I would have mocked him mercilessly and then. Yeah, gotten kicked out of court. So that's all or for us. Or blocked on Twitter. <laughs> or blocked on Twitter. I can't believe my murder comment got me blocked. That's so, totally it. I that can't. was totally it. Totally uh, it. <laughs> don't watch alone, everybody. Watch with us. And we'll see you next week. Keep your suits steamed. Bye.